Hey guys, Tyree here with Before I Forget, and I want to talk to you guys a little bit about Anchor.fm. It's the platform that we're using to broadcast our podcast to you. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer, kind of like what I'm doing right now. When hosting Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iTunes Radio, and tons more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, it's totally free. Best thing you can do if you're looking to start your own podcast is go ahead and download Anchor.fm to get started. Now, let's get to our show before I forget. Warning, the opinions expressed on this particular podcast are the opinions of the hosts and the guests alone. They do not represent the army, the police, or anything else. Simply our opinions, no one else's. Thank you and enjoy before I forget. Hey everybody, it is Tyree, Kevin, Hey. And this this is uh, our show. Before I forget, I remember the name this time again. We're on a streak. Good job. <laughs> yeah, how many is that? A couple? A couple? Two. Two. Yeah. That's two. I'll take it. And uh, we have here Mr. Stamper. Stamp deal double. Yeah. <laughs> stamp, stamp dog, as he is affectionately known. <laughs> A.K.A. Yeah, man. All right, uh, Bubble Company One Two Six. Yeah, go ahead and explain who you are, so these people uh, understand why we're all giddy and shit because you're here. Well, and first of all, before you get into that, man, let's talk about like for a second how giddy we are that he's here. Yeah, like, <laughs> and I know we talked about it uh, in the last episode with with uh, with with Rob, but like, there's just those people that when they're when they're around, no matter how shitty the situation. It's automatically better, yeah. right? Yep. And 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 Stamper, like I'm over here fucking brown nosing a bit, but like you're one of those dudes, man. Like you're one of those dudes when you're around. It doesn't matter how how awful the situation is, how how terrible it is, how cold it is, how dumb it is. Stamper's mm. there. <laughs> He's got some shit to say. He's always smiling. Always smiling. Big old cool smile. Smiling. Hell yeah, man. <laughs> Well, it could always be worse. It could always be worse as well. <laughs> I look at it. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so let's tell the people uh, why it is who who it is who who are you? Who you be? Who does you are? Who even who is I you? be? Well, I'm um, stamp deal double. Uh, <laughs> all the way from uh, Alabama. You got that wrong on the last one. Uh, I knew it. I knew it. Yeah, huh? it when you you said Georgia. Yeah, and I was like, well, which I ain't got nothing against Georgia. I'd live there, you know, also. But uh, yeah, yeah, I'm from the uh, northwest corner of uh, Alabama, a small town called Red Bay. And uh, but now I live in Belmont, which is the northeast part of uh, Mississippi. So um, I'm married a Belmontian or Mississippian. So that's where I reside right now. That's where we came back to. And I've been here ever since. Uh, yeah, ever since got out of the military. <laughs> You've been in Mississippi so, this whole time, Mississippi the whole time. Yeah, right on the right, right on the 
northeast corner close to Tupelo. And if people don't know where Tupelo is, that was the uh, birthplace of the king of rock and roll, Elvis Presley. So, Oh, yeah, it was. Yeah. Uh, so so um, not, that is, that's not where Prince is from. But continue. Okay. <laughs> the, he, said, he, said the, he said the king. Yeah. Like rock probably... and roll. Yeah, yeah. You got the king yeah. of... What Emperor. Was yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm right. sorry to sidetrack. Continue. No, I just no, I, I couldn't. I couldn't allow the disrespect of uh, Prince, but as you are. No, it's just. Uh, <laughs> hey, I am who I am. Um, came from, like I said, the small town of Red Bay, Alabama. Shout out to the Alabama boys. Um, <laughs> and joined the military in 2000, March of 2002. Why did you join the military? And, oh well. I wish my story was as good as the other guys that's been on here. You know, of course, I was just getting in trouble the whole time. <laughs> kind of on a downhill slide, as you could say, uh, around the wrong crowd. Always trying uh, new things, and some of them new things got me in a few uh, incidents, a few troubles in life. So, I don't know. My mom and dad, they kind of begged me. Well, my mom especially, she was just like, you know, I wish you would join the military. I wish you would join the military. And, oh, man, I <laughs> I thought the military was the dumbest thing a person could do at that time. This, this shows you how immature I was. I'm serious. I mean, I, I thought, you know, what's better than living in a small town and just getting jacked up every week? I mean, that's what, yeah. I, that's what I thought life was about. I was looking for the next party. And um, so, yeah, she just – Kept on. I found myself in a few uh, places I didn't want to be, and uh, actually, it was a second time. This is kind of a testimony on on my part, I guess. Um, back at that point in my life, that um, I was it was my second time in jail. I was in county jail in Franklin <clears throat> Franklin County Jail in Rustville, Alabama. Damn, Stamp! And, I didn't um, know you did. I didn't know you did. Tom. Yeah, man, I got a story, brother. I mean, but we we can only be on here for so long, I guess. But anyway, uh, yeah, it, <laughs> I was uh, which I guess I was rowdy even after that. But I mean, before then, it was it was pretty bad, and I just found myself in a pretty bad spot, <clears throat> sticky spot in life that I wasn't, you know, kind of like some other of the other stories of, of people. I just wasn't going anywhere, man. I didn't have any um I just didn't have any future. So I knew I needed to get away finally that that kinda come to my mind and I was like, Well, you know, maybe my mom's right. But um but before that, uh kinda give you a quick story of reason I thought the military and kind of my mindset about the military is that I had a buddy that had a friend and uh he went to University of Alabama and I don't know, he always he was a cool cat, man. I mean, he looked, I mean, you know, uh, comfortable enough with my sexuality to say he looked like a daggum mannequin, man. And <laughs> he just always had a new girl. Like, every weekend he was bringing it home back to Red Bay from uh, Tuscaloosa. And I was just <laughs> like, man, that guy, that guy's awesome. That's who you want to be like right there. <laughs> and, uh, oh, man, he <clears> – all of a sudden we were sitting down on the back deck of his uh, – my friend's mom and dad's, and they come – him and his buddies, they come in from uh, Tuscaloosa, and they – Hey, we, you know, come in with shaved heads. And I was just like, what in the world, dude, are you just, you know, what kind of, like, what, what are you trying to get? Yeah, what, what, what did you do to your hair? Man? I'm not a part of that kind of gang, bro. <laughs> he said, uh, oh man, we, we joined the military, man. We're going to the army and all this. I was like, what have you done to your life, dude? Have you seriously <laughs> thought about this? And, um, 
Yeah, he. I just thought it was stupid. I was like, he's throwing away the University of Alabama. He's throwing away of being a pimp daddy and all this stuff. And just, <laughs> Goddamn. And I just, I don't. Anyway, I just thought it was crazy. And Not- anyway, I found myself in a bad situation, and um, finally got to the point. I thought, you know, I need to get away. So I joined <clears> the military. <throat> um, went to MEPS in two thousand fall two thousand one, and then. Um, yeah, March 2002, I found myself on a bus ride to Nashville, and then from Nashville on a plane plane flight to Charlotte, and then Charlotte to uh, Fort Benning, or Columbus, Georgia. And then we drove into Fort Benning. And, um, yeah, that's kind of where the military started for me. I'm going to back you up a second. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We, we, you no, are fly, you flying through, and I love it. But I, I need you to tell <laughs> me a question. Where were you on 9-11? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's another uh, – wish I had the story like some of the other guys, some cool story. Oh, I was I was high as a cat, man. I was sitting on a couch in a uh, in a uh, double-wide trailer of my buddy's girlfriend's parents <laughs> that was kind of run down. It kind of shows you where I was in life, man, at this time. Wow, and, man. And, uh, yeah, just sitting there, and we was high as a cat. And we, you know, got done smoking a few. And uh, turn on the news, and I saw it. <clears throat> And I was like, wow, look at that. That's pretty rough. But I just didn't, I mean, I didn't have a care, man. It shows you how selfish a person I was at that point. But, at that, just like, but at that point, you had, you had to have been signed up. Right. You're right. No, you, no, you no. This fall, was fall of 01. This was right? late, so, late, late fall. Yeah. Late fall is when I went to, um, okay, went to MEPS, went to the recruiter and everything. Man, listen, I had to go. This is one thing that kind of pushed me that way. I mean, I found myself in AA meetings, drunk driving, drunk Damn. driver school, you know, all this stuff. And just my mom and dad was just paying a lot of money out for me, which I didn't really realize at the time. Now I do as a parent and have actual responsibilities in life. And yeah, it was just, uh, I just, uh, I just didn't care. Even so 9-11, man, when it happened, I was just kind of like, you know, that's crazy. I hate that. It's just terrible. So you're kind of one of those, uh, you're kind of one of those like success stories, dude. Like, you know, like kind of a fucking nobody, you know what I'm saying? Like not going anywhere. Like your wheels aren't even spinning. You know what I'm saying? You're just like parked in the fucking, you're bogged down, nothing going on for you, but you're like, this is life. This is it. This is, this is happiness because this is all it can ever be. And next thing you know, you get to talking about like joining the military because from what I know of you now, man, like, you know, you have a beautiful family, right? Y'all look like you're yeah. very happy, very well off. You just came back. You just came back from a trip, uh, a trip from New York. We gotta um, get into that too. I we we will, we will get into that because for people listening, you you listen to way Stamper talks now. Imagine, <laughs> imagine this man and his family, who I would imagine your 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 kids all sound exactly like you and your wife. I can imagine y'all in New York City. it was was a trip it was a trip for us i mean it was a trip for i guess everybody else too but hey everybody was really nice now after we walked off they could have been making fun of us for all all well they you know damn well they heard the accent and uh oh yeah oh oh my god oh these people exist (laughs) you know what i'm saying it's whatever their version is oh it's your heart you know what i mean (laughs) yeah and that's what i was doing there man that's what we was doing there that's what i told sabrina i said you know i just want to go take a bite out of the big apple for one time in my life (laughs) never been there and that's kind of way we explained it to those people and i said uh 
that we talked to, like people that we ran in at the hotel, some of the workers and everything. Oh, we could sit here and listen to you talk all day long. I was like, hey, I could sit here and listen to you talk all day long too because you got a pretty cool accent too. But, you, know, you know, you just don't realize that stuff. I mean, we, yeah, I mean, if my accent's bad, then I mean, or you know, pretty uh, strong, then I can't imagine what people think of my wife, the country bumpkin that I got. Dude, I mean, she's <laughs> two, two things, two things on that, uh, two things on that. I'll address the last one first. The, mm-hmm. You're talking about your wife's accent. Like, so when we were, I remember when we were in Germany, and one of the things that Tyree would always say uh, to kind of, you know, cu- kind of mock your wife, so to speak, would, would she would always say, like, honey, you want another bear? And he's like, what? A, a, a bear? Who, why do you want, who's got a bear? No, a, a bear, huh? I'm asking for a bear. You know what I mean? Because it's so, it's so heavy. You know what I mean? But yeah, like, I mean, she, 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 us, she has a strong one. Thinking yeah, back on it now, because I don't want her to be pissed off at me. Oh, no, uh, she, no, she knows. Come on, man. She, you won't. She, she knows her accent. She gets it from everybody. He, hearing, <laughs> hearing the accent now, I'm used to it. it it's, it's, a, it's not as like outlandish as it was yeah. uh, 20 years ago. <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> and, man. There's and, still some times think. where I have to mock her myself. I mean, right, and you and you and you got to think, man. You got to think, like for for Southern folk, we we understand, we we get it. Do you know what I mean? But like mm-hmm. folks outside the South, I mean, and, and don't don't be wrong. Like, uh, and you said she's from you know Mississippi. Um, you said Belmont, Belmont, yeah, yeah, so <coughs> big town of Belmont. She's right up the road from 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 where you were from, right, Red Bay. Exactly, um, fifteen minutes drive. Yeah, man, but like you know, accents in that part of the world. In that part of the South, very different. I don't remember that. You remember one? We had a kid from. Uh, he came to us. I'm not going to say his name because he went AWOL, and I don't want to put that out there. But um, y'all might remember him. It's like from from deep South Georgia. Like I do remember his, him. Yeah, his accent was so bad. Sometimes we had to have a translator just for him. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I do remember him. Yeah, I remember yeah. What you're about. I lost a lot of respect for that fella. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I yeah, just yeah. sit there and think about who you're talking about because I'm like, man, I had to get a translator. Oh, snap. Yeah, homeboy have... who is yeah. like Boom Howard. Yep, exactly. Scared to death. Yep. <laughs> yeah, man. So that uh, so that's the first thing though. Like, so even even in the South, man. Like, you, yeah, yeah. Your wife definitely had a heavy ass accent, but that's <laughs> but that's that. You know what I mean? We get it. Yeah. But the, the 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 first thing that I want to um, the other thing that I wanted to address is you said you were even talking to hotel staff, yes. having con- having yes. conversations with them, carrying on, blah blah blah. And I know Tyree and I've had this conversation uh, a couple times since this event happened. But I remember one time he and I were on the phone. Um, and I'm from Arkansas, and you know our accent's not as heavy or as thick, right? We got a lot of Midwestern mm-hmm. influence, but. Um, the the principles and like you know how slow things move is still the same, and uh, so I'm at a gas station, right? Uh, and I told him, I was like, "Hang on a second, I got to pay for this whatever I'm getting." And I had a, like a mini conversation with this person at the gas station, and he was like, "What the fuck was that?" I was like, "What do you mean? What was that?" I was like, "Well, he's like, you did you talk to that person?" I'm like, "Yeah, dude, because it says how it is." You know what I mean? So when yep. you say like you're in New York City talking to the hotel staff, I can just imagine like. <laughs> They ain't used to that. You know what I mean? They may not be. I don't know. We walked up in there, and, you know, everybody's kind of giving you a look. And um, you, you almost want to, you know, you kind of question yourself, you know, 
you know, is it the way I'm dressed? I feel like I'm dressed <laughs> like everybody else up here. But uh, yeah. no, I I think they just I think they just know, and it may be the deer in the headlights look that we have coming into mm-hmm. places. Because first of all, it took us a while to find it. I mean, because we we were real close to the uh, right there in the the center. I can't even think of the name of it now. Um, the center of New York. Yes, yes. The uh, well, it's, you know, close to the north end. You mean oh, like goodness, uh, the ones got, yeah, it's got the big screens up in the uh, on top. Oh, of the, uh, the is that Manhattan? And everything. Yeah, I mean it's in Manhattan. Yeah. Oh, okay. You know what about I'm like uh, about? it's got all the screens uh, on the buildings, man. You walk out there, it's like where they do the ball drop. It's Times Square. Time yes, Square. Yeah, Times Time Square. Square. There it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're we're walking around. And they had everything blocked off, so we're trying to, you know, my wife was driving, bless her heart. She she did pretty good, actually. She's uh, She's got a kind of a top A personality. I'm kind of a little <laughs> bit more laid back, so I'm like letting, you know, a couple of days later as we're leaving, I'm letting people like get in front of me, you know, I'm motioning them, you know, go ahead, go ahead. She's over there honking the horn, and she's just like, I got this on. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, man. I was, I was like, we're definitely going to have a wreck. But anyway, we got out of there, you know, alive, and uh you, you know, made, it. made it. It was a good trip, though. Yeah, we went to Boston. We went to Plymouth. We went all over the place. We went to Vermont. It was it was a good trip. Good trip. Yeah. Damn, how how long were you uh were you uh, traveling? Ten days. Oh yeah. man, yeah, that's a good trip. Dang, man. yeah, that's a lot of ground covered in ten days. Yeah, we try to do one every fall, just me and her. Leave the kiddos at the house and just have that uh you yeah know, that husband and wife time and just speed away, man. That's as quickly as possible. That doesn't surprise me about you, man. From what I remember about you and how you were with your wife and how you were with your with your marriage, like that does not surprise me at all, man. Like that, like you know, you know what I mean. You gotta have that alone time. Yeah, you you gotta have it, especially when you got kiddos. You just you just need that time at least once a year. Yeah, we usually we used to we started it back in 2017, and and we we uh, we started going to the beach, which I you know I love by the way, going to the beach and getting away. Mm-hmm. But uh, she's decided, you know, last year we went to Colorado and uh, Utah, and it was that was a great trip, too. Where'd y'all go up there? We went to uh, Telluride. We uh-huh. fl- uh, flew into uh, Denver and then worked our way up to Telluride. Went through Aspen, stopped in Aspen for a little while. And then uh, Telluride, though, I mean, that's a, that's a yeah. place. I recommend that to anyone. And, um, yeah, we stayed there and went hiking for a few days and, which kind of surprises me. I mean, she's kind of on this high horse, you know, about you know wanting to hike, and uh, which I mean, she's always been kind of outdoorsy. I was just it was just surprising, but I was like, yeah, you know, you you do the, have the itinerary set up, and I just you know we will just go wherever you want to go. So I'm I'm kind of easy to you know please. Mm-hmm. So where in, where in Utah did hey. I go? Uh honestly, I can't. Even, it was I don't know. I mean, I guess everywhere is pretty much canyons over there. Canyons over there, but it was. Sounds like Zion. Even, yeah, probably, it was the national. Yeah, it was like the national parks yeah. over there. That's there's what we there's did mainly so. probably Zion, if I had to guess, and uh, Arches, Arches National yes, Park, in Moab. Yeah, yes, Arches National beautiful Park. place, was, man. It was. It was a beautiful place. I'd take Colorado any day over it, but it was still a nice place. Yeah, for sure. But uh, hey, I just train, like those mountains. Train conductor McGee over here sidetracking. Let's uh, <laughs> stick. <laughs> We're going back to, to right after. Been talking a while. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> I know, man. Right after basic, mm. where'd you go? Okay, so basic training for Benning, Georgia, of course, because that's the home, was the home of the infantry. Hang I mean, on I a second. Is it still home of the no, infantry? No, no, no.
Okay. Um, it's the the Joint Maneuver Center of Excellence or some bullshit. But like, why did you join the infantry? There you go. Because <laughs> you you well, know you, you're talking about like the army, right? Like armies for dumb dumbs, blah blah blah. But then you join the infantry, right? And according to the rest of the army, we're the dumb dumbs, right? It's like we what, are. What? Again, I was high as a cop when I took the outside, <laughs> so of course my of course my score wasn't real high. I mean, I just yeah, went there and, you know, just I was just there and uh, started marking answers. And I didn't expect a lot from it, so I was just kind of like, you know, whatever. I didn't care, man. I mean, I yeah. really didn't care. And I, I honestly didn't want any type of responsibility. I just <laughs> – so the recruiter's just like, hey, man, uh, you know, you got this uh, grade. And I was just kind of like, okay. I don't know what that means. But he's just like, well, you know, what do you like to do? And I was like, well, you know, I like to, you know, I like to exercise. I like to work out. I like to, uh, you know, pick up an outside basketball game every now and then. I, you know, I just like – Outdoor stuff, sports. He's oh yeah, man, you'll love the infantry. It's all about kind of stuff. Like oh that. man, oh, that sounds, yeah, that's cool. We, yeah, yeah. So you think that's where you I got him. Oh yeah, he had me hooked. He had me hooked oh, yeah. pretty quick. But like I said, man, I didn't care. I just needed to get away. And honestly, I mean, the military was great for me at that time because you know I had had the DUI, but I had to wait for that for a while to come off till I was 25 because I had to sign a waiver for that. But everything else that I had, I didn't know the military would do this when I first uh, signed up or even thought about it. Um, but they just wiped my slate clean. And yeah. uh, speeding tickets, um, possession, I mean, everything. And mm. I was just like, that's pretty cool. I mean, the recruiter walked up into the county courthouse with me like a beast and just, you know, had all these papers and pushed them across, and they signed off. And he was like, hey, man, it's going to be, you know, until you're 25 to get that DUI, but, you know, it'll <clears throat> it'll kind of take care of itself. And I was like, okay, cool. Damn. So, yeah, so I found myself um, – yeah, that's just who I was, man. How, man, how, how old were you? Let's see, I was 20, 20 year okay. old. Yeah, just a kid. And you and, and uh, where, where were you and your wife, like, at that point? Had you all met? Yes, I was uh, going to, a, she was going to a community college. Um, I was just going, <laughs> oh man, I was just hanging out with a couple of friends that were actually going to that community college called Northeast <laughs> Community College. <clears throat> and uh, it's in Boonville, Mississippi. And I would just go up to their apartment because I knew I was leaving, right? So, I mean, I, I had a few months to kind of spare because the recruiter told me, hey, it's, you know, it's going to be March. I think, I don't know, man, I think this was like, november december something like that and i was just kind of like okay cool it's time to go party so uh here i am with a suspended license so i couldn't drive anywhere i had to get somebody to come get me but yeah they just take me up to the uh, apartments up in boonville at the community college where uh, my buddies roomed and i just stayed there i just kind of hung out and my wife was friends well actually she was a girlfriend of one of the guys and uh that's a long story but anyway <laughs> She was over there one night. We're having a party and everything, just, you know, kicking it. And some things happened, and it kind of took up for her. And it, I don't know. It just uh, kind of played out like it was supposed to, I guess. And we just yeah. started seeing each other and got pretty close. And she was just the last night before I shipped off or, you know, took the bus off anyway. She, um, you know, we had a good conversation. I was just like, listen, you know, I don't know what's going to happen, but – Da, 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 all this and she's like you know we were we were basically just in love man i mean we just uh we just hit it off and so i go to basic training in march and i just all the way through basic training i continue um writing her letters back and forth and 
finally about two months into it, I finally sober up and I was kind of like on a um, fire guard one night. I guess it's about two, two or three o'clock in the morning. You know, you had to do in basic training. They mm-hmm. have you on the fire guard. You got, you know, you buff in the barracks or something like that. But anyway, you have time to write those letters. And finally, it kind of dawned on me, man, you might want to think about the future of your life and maybe with someone. So I was like, you know what? <clears throat> if she hangs with me through this, then I'm just going to ask her to marry me. And um, <laughs> so, so yeah, we made it to the end of basic training. She actually came to my basic training ceremony and um turn it blue ceremony and everything and oh man we were just it was so good to see her and got home her parents didn't think a lot of me because they knew who i was and <laughs> damn you're that yeah. rap, you're that rap scallion they, yeah oh, man, they did not want me in their house but you know i put on the class b's mm-hmm. i was you know it's like june oh no it's july actually and uh so i got my class b's on i come back from um doing the recruiter thing that day and I go talk to her father and uh, Johnny Mack, which is her father, very intimidating man. Uh, just, just a great guy, though. But anyways, I went up. I actually talked to her mother first, took her out to eat. So and she was like, you need help with the father. And I was like, yes, ma'am, mm-hmm. you don't mind. That's what I need <laughs> help with. So I took her out to eat and asked, you know, asked for her hand in marriage. And then uh, my father-in-law, he's a big drag drag race, you know, dragster kind of guy. And um, he takes me up there with her brother to a uh, drag strip. And right in the middle of, you know, pushing the car up to the line, I just thought it was the best time to do it. So, you know, he was like, I heard you want to talk to me. And I was like, yes, sir. And uh, so we started talking, and, yeah, he gave me the uh, the go-ahead. So, um, yeah, I don't want to go too far into it. I know we got so much time. So, But anyway, yeah, it just turned out the way it's supposed to. Well, I kind of want to touch on a couple of things. Pivotal. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> no, but there's a couple of things I want to kind of touch on. Like, for those that are uh, listening that, uh, that aren't familiar, so, like, Fire Guard and Basic Training, right? It's called Fire Guard. Uh, so yeah. you, you, your your role is to you know if something should break out uh, in the building an emergency of some type you've got somebody awake to wake everybody else up um, so that's kind of the point in fire guard um, for for those that aren't familiar but um, mm-hmm. another thing that I kind of want to address is is the proper route now I, I will say the uh, the classical or the traditional proper route that you went to to ask. Um, before you ask your wife to marry you because that's not something that you hear very much of do you know what i mean um and uh you know that's kind of that's how i was raised you know what i'm saying like anytime i ever uh, was with a girl you know it always came down to like well man i gotta talk to the dad first now i was married one time um back in the day and we did not do it that route and oh man i thought i was gonna get murdered like straight (laughs) up buried in the back 40 murdered um be like so, man knuckle up man i love her yeah. <laughs> no man no no this, this guy so no no lie dude so we we got we got married um and this is all a little off topic but we, we got fucking married and then like we told her family like two weeks later that we got married right mm-hmm. so my first time meeting her dad i'd met him a couple times beforehand my first time meeting him uh after she and i got married um and tyree you met him yeah. um he was he was he was uh he was dressing a deer, right? He had it hung up from a tree, nighttime, right? 
Classic. And he was, yeah, like, yeah, exactly, dude. Like, exactly. Like, yeah. what you would find, get see in the movies, whatever. Like, you know, he, cutting it open, pull the guts out of it, you know what I'm saying? And uh, it got to that point, like, he dropped it on the ground. And at that point, at this point, we're skinning it. And so he didn't say nothing for, like, the first 10 minutes. He's just like, tell me what to do. You know what I mean? And uh, and finally, he's like, so, you and my daughter, huh? Y'all went ahead and did it. Didn't tell none of us. <laughs> I was like, son of a bitch, man. Here it goes. I'm about, I'm about to die. I'm about to be buried wherever, yeah. the, you know, the guts of these. <laughs> He's already these got a hole, dog. Yeah, something, man. But so you know, to and, and I, I kind of, I kind of want to um, um, point out like <clears throat> who you were before you joined, and how you were to the point where you're, you know, after the fact, where you're like, you know, I got to talk to the mom first, <clears throat> then I got to talk to the dad. And then you know, like, okay, sir, yeah, uh, yes, sir, no, sir. You know what I mean? And yeah. then, and then. Oh, I'm still that way today with him. I'm telling you, he's a great guy, man. Yeah. We couldn't ask for better uh, analogs. So yeah. they've been a, <laughs> they've been a blessing. I had a lot of patience with us, but yeah, that's you know that's the way. That's just the way she was raised, raising a you know very well respected family, and um, that was basically. I just want to do it right. I mean, we were crazy about each other, so. I think it was going to happen regardless, but you know, you want mm-hmm. the blessings from them and it all, always makes the, uh, the wedding <laughs> yeah, yeah. easier and better. So yeah, um, for but, sure. But the, but the thing is, yeah, I mean, just a shout out to that family. I mean, they have taken me in, in times that I really don't need to be taken in and yeah, just been a blessing, man. So it's, yeah. Been, it's been so, and one, one other question I got to ask you, uh, cause I know Tyree, I'm, I'm sorry, Tyree, I don't mean to like, keep putting your question off, but like um, this one is kind of important to me. I feel like from your, from your mentality of the, of the military and folks that joined it, blah, 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 how you thought it was dumb to when you turned blue, the turning blue ceremony, which for those listening who don't know what that is, when you join the infantry and you complete all of your basic training and your infantry training, we have our turning blue ceremony where the drill sergeants put on our blue cord. We're the only branch or the only job within the army that wears a blue cord and, and blue discs behind our um, lapel pins uh, to, to differentiate us from the other people in the army. It's a very special, it's a, it's a very special moment for us. And uh, it's one of my proudest moments in the army. <clears throat> I still yeah. have my original blue cord. Um, yep. So what, what, what uh, so tell me how that was for you though. Tell I mean, like, I, cause that can I mean, again, military is dumb turning blue you know what i mean yeah <clears throat> oh it was it was a great experience i mean after getting through those weeks and you know okay first of all you know we y'all talked about the 30th ag before and and other podcasts you know i was there for 21 days and 30th Ooh. ag so you, you can imagine the testosterone and everything <laughs> rising with the 20 yeah. year olds 19 year olds oh man fires breaking out standing in a chow hall for an hour and a half mm-hmm. the chow hall line you know you move up go to parade rest move up go to parade rest move up go to parade rest it was i mean it was i mean if if nothing else i got i, I definitely gained patience in 30th ag because you're not doing any pt because they don't mm-hmm. want you doing anything you might get hurt before you even go down to basic <laughs> training right so anyway <clears throat> so yeah we're you know i was there for three weeks and then finally uh we get moved down uh down range as you know they call it everywhere in the military or the army mm-hmm. or the infantry anyway and um so we go down i was in delta 119 give a shout out to them um candy land and uh <laughs> yeah we we were the uh, rough riders <laughs> 
Rough Riders. Yeah, it was it was pretty cool. But uh, we, you know, <clears throat> going through all that and going through basic training, I guess I guess the one of the biggest things it does it it builds confidence in you first of all, but second of all, the accomplishment of something that you know that's physical, kind of physical, definitely mental. Um, when you get to that, you know, you're proud, man. I mean, you just I always told people this right here. And this this counts. This sounds kind of weird, but I don't know why it felt this way, but and nothing against anyone because it's not like they were. But when you know, I had my mom put my um, put the uh, blue cord on. Of course, uh, she was the one I designated for that mm-hmm. because me and Sabrina at the time we were just dating, so we you know we didn't even we didn't really know where this where it was going to go exactly. I kind of had a mindset of where I wanted it to go, but anyway. Uh, I remember when I first seen them, when they came up and they give you that moment, you know, those moments uh, after the turning blue ceremony, right before you go, like we went to Columbus and ate and everything. You had to be back at a certain time. But anyway, um, I, I was just kind of like, like, you know, looking at my parents and all that. I was just kind of like, man, y'all, y'all are dirty. You know, I don't know why. It, it was it was very odd. I don't know why dirty came to my mind, but I was like, you don't you don't look clean. And and what and the reason I feel like it was like that is that you've went through that many weeks, you know, whether, you know, 13, 14 weeks, and <clears throat> you're pretty much just drinking water. I mean, we were given, like, a um, a Saturday here and there after the, what is it, the first nine weeks of basic training before you go into the AIT. We, you know, we, we, we were given Gatorade. That was, like, our reward was Gatorade, mm-hmm. Gatorade. And it wasn't much. I mean, it was just, like, a couple hours you got. And, um, so I think the body was just cleansed, man, through the physical training, through, um, you know, pretty much drinking water the majority of the time, unless you went to the chow hall, maybe got some like orange juice or milk, but which wasn't very often either. But anyway, um, I don't know. I don't know how to explain. I don't know why the word dirty came to mind, but I was like, you know, you don't need to wash up, you know, you need to fix up (laughs) a little bit better. And coach, I mean, you got your head, you know, I I don't know if it's because you're so used to everybody with a head shave, you know, and everybody being in uniform and being, you know, dressed tight or what it was, but it was something like that. So I don't know if that makes sense to y'all, but that's kind of the way I always explained it. Your eyes were opened up and everything, everything, everything was different suddenly. It was, it was, but it was, I mean, it was definitely a great feeling to have that accomplishment. So you know, I was proud to go home. I mean, you come out of it, you know, you're you're a different person. There's no doubt about it. You may not be a Marine, you know, nothing against the Marines. Uh, I always said they was kind of brainwashed in a way. But, <laughs> um, I mean, seriously, because I remember seeing them at Camp New York. I mean, I, I saw their tactics. But anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, we um, – that's just – yeah, it was, it, was, it was a good feeling. So, I was proud. Yeah, yeah, man. That's awesome. All right, and uh, and not and not to knock the Marines because we do have some uh, some Marine listeners, and uh, yeah, you, got, yeah, you guys are amazing. I know I absolutely love the Marine Corps, man. Like, cause they they are like locked tight. You know what I'm saying? Like, they are on point. They are they are very different from how we operate, but like an absolute necessity to the overall the total force. Oh, like, definitely, man. Gotta love definitely. the Marine Corps, man. I got buddies right. that were you know ex Marines, so yeah, more yeah. power to them. I know a bunch yeah. of Marines that still eat crayons. I don't want to. Sit here and be all friendly. It's Army all day. Infantry gang. What? Now yeah, what? Yes. Here yeah. I am. Anyway, so yeah. continue. We uh, are done with basic. 
and uh, we're heading over to Germany. It's going to Germany, yeah. Uh, so kind of like small uh, town Alabama major. to Germany. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Jeremy, I was thinking like the leaves are going to be purple or something when I got over there. But <laughs> anyway, <clears throat> yeah. I mean, <laughs> I kind of, I even kind of made that remark to my parents when you know, and, and everybody when they called me, like, how is it? I was like, well, you know, the leaves are purple, and they're like, what? And I was like, oh no, man, I was joking. I mean, yeah, it's nice over here. Anyway, um, <clears throat> it was. Uh, that was a trip. I came over with a with a guy that I had uh, went to basic training with. You know, you kind of got that battle buddy they stick you with, as they call it, within basic training. His last name was Sparrows. I don't know if y'all remember Sparrows. He was in third. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 Sparrows. So he was my battle buddy in basic training. We came over to uh, Schwanford, so we uh, fly into Schwanford, and we're there for three. I believe it was three nights, and it was because we came. I think it's because we came on a Friday. And they were just like not working. I mean, they were like, "We're shutting down. It's the weekend. Y'all are just gonna have to stay here." And I was <laughs> like, "Oh, dude, Dang, man. there's like, here's the rule: you can't go off base." And I was like, "That is not happening, bro." So anyway, <laughs> no way. Uh, we found a <laughs> no. little escape. Yeah, I mean, seriously, I was not about to just sit in there, and I was like, I'm, you know, I got to go out and experience this. So anyway, we, uh, yeah, we went out and. Uh, through uh, Frankfurt. It's Frankfurt. Maybe I said Schwanford again. We flew into Frankfurt. So we're yeah, in Frankfurt. Yeah. And um, we we <laughs> we get a taxi. We actually cross the street from the base and go to a bar. And we, you know, kind of get through to the German guy that, hey, we're looking for a ride. And he was like, yeah. So they call us one. We head downtown or head down in the middle of the city of uh, Frankfurt. And there's like a festival going on, which there's like one going on every day in, in mm-hmm. Germany. So um, anyway, so we, you know, we grab a couple of brewskis and we're walking around. I'm just like, man, this is, this is pretty cool. This is crazy. And all of a sudden I look over and there's like this 14 year old boy drinking a Smirnoff ice. I'm like, well, you don't see that every day. I'm like, what? That's anyway, yeah. I said, well, that's, they, I guess that's the way they do it over here. So we make our way across the bridge to, um, I wanted to get this name right, man. The street in Frankfurt. It's like just, it's just like, it's kind of like a Bill Street or a Bourbon Street for Frankfurt. Um, is it called Sex Sexton? Anyway, <clears throat> it's a street, man, of just straight up bars. So we find ourselves on that street, and then that turned into a bad, bad evening. Um, <laughs> we found our way back, but anyway, Sparrows kind of got off he kind of got off track and you know so anyways we get done with that i have that experience we make it back we drive into schweinford so we pull into schweinford and y'all are in kosovo at the time yeah this is in august of 2002 and we get there and i think the first person that I came in contact with, which was my company commander, which was just an E5 sergeant. Yeah. <laughs> Named Sergeant Sturkey. Don't know if y'all no. remember Sergeant Sturkey. Oh, yeah, man. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sergeant Sturkey. What a trip. But anyway. Yeah, that guy was something um, else, man. <laughs> I love the music. Yeah, mm-hmm. Stefan Sturkey. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, anyway, that's the first, like, first guy I ran into. He's kind of telling us, you know, 
what the procedures are and everything. We were actually in the barracks of the headquarters. We was at the headquarters barracks, so it wasn't too bad. It was actually kind of you know clean and it was it was all right. It was down there towards the end. I don't know if y'all remember where the headquarters um, barracks were, but they yeah. were they were towards the end of the base. So we get in there, and, you know, we're getting all our stuff unpacked and everything. He's giving us all the rules and all that. And um, so there's – you know, everything's kind of fades over time, so I don't know how I come in contact. I mean, I know we – you know, we wind up in formation the next morning, which a formation of a company, what what is it supposed to be, like 150 guys, 200 guys in a formation? Yeah, 120 um, to 150, they're about, yeah. Okay, 120 to 150. Okay, there were seven. <laughs> there were seven <laughs> in the whole company. And then within that seven was me, Eric Howe, uh now Sergeant Major, which I gotta throw a shout out to uh Rob, man. That's awesome. I'm 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 proud of you, brother. Um so Rob Absher, Eric Howe, um Stern. Y'all remember Stern mm-hmm. from Third Pl- yeah. Okay. He was there. Sparrows was there, of course. And uh I want to say Snyder. Yeah, Snyder was there. Yeah, oh, oh Snyder. Yeah. Uh, he was there with us and um, probably leaving some guys out. But anyways, that's the ones I remember. Uh, not vaguely, but I remember them. We, we we went out that evening, the very first day. And, oh, man, it was it was outstanding. Schwanford was great. I mean, we, we there was no one there. I mean, it was quiet. The National Guard was there actually pulling security on um, Ledward Barracks. Mm-hmm. So that kind of shows you. So, yeah. yeah, we go out in the city and everything and uh, have a couple of brewskis and wind up. And I want to clarify something. Um, you know, Rob said that um, Michael Jackson, Thriller. It was not Thriller, man. It was Billy Jean. I don't know what it was, but as soon as I heard Billy Jean come on, it's like a trance I went into. Oh, yeah. And it's just like, it's time to hit the floor. So anyway, yeah, we went out. And we, you know, we're we're dancing, having a good time, throwing the sideways moonwalk out. I guess y'all could imagine that. But anyway, um, throwing that out there, and uh, finally, man, over time, we just, you know, we became known as, you know, um, those guys that went out and um, were either dancing or starting trouble, and and uh, even the even the bouncers. It's pretty sad, man, when the bouncers get to know your name. No. Up, you know, and I was no. like, no, 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 yeah, so, yeah, was... so I got, I got to say, even, <laughs> even in 2003, when, when we were all in Germany, yeah. the, one of the, uh, well, I say the, uh, the, one of the DJs at the Rock Fabric knew me, Love, uh, Mike Griffin, uh, Meet, Mike Gregorowitz, knew all of us, right? Matter of fact, Love is still friends with him on Facebook. Uh, Olaf is his name. <clears throat> Olaf. Olaf. Yeah, man. Yeah. Still, still around, man. Cool. Still, uh, still in contact with that guy. Um, well, that dude would play whatever song we wanted to, no matter how drunk we were. Um, <laughs> just, yeah. just a straight up like good dude, metalhead. You know what I'm saying? He was, he was in the oh, back yeah. part of the rock. You know what I mean? Where the, where the good music was played. The good music. Yeah. 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 Forgot about Olaf. So, yeah man yeah <laughs> oh wow, that's pretty cool yeah but yeah i didn't i don't remember their names but yeah I mean, they, were, they, they pretty much play anything you wanted i mean especially yeah. if you made an idiot out of yourself they were, oh, for they sure, were all for up sure. for that spectacle but uh which i did on a you know on a on a nightly basis but anyway yeah we so we were there doing that and uh 
Uh, I guess about a <clears throat> I guess about a month later, I think Sergeant Sturkey came up to us. He was like, "Listen, we got to send two two of y'all to Kosovo." And I'm just like, "Oh goodness, man!" Uh, <laughs> well, kind of go shallow on this, but he just, <laughs> anyway, spicy, so, spicy. It, yeah, I was just like. Oh, know about that sergeant he's like you'll do what i'd say (laughs) well of course so um me and stern found our way on um on our way to um found ourselves on the way to kosovo and uh you know i did not want to go because we was having a good time man i mean we just drank it all the time and we there was just no one around it was just like uh i don't know how to explain it it was it was pretty fun but we found ourselves going there, and it's mainly because everybody else, some of the guys had command sponsorship. They were waiting for their stuff to come over, be shipped, and also waiting for their wives to come. So Rob and all of them stay there, and Eric. And it's me and Stern, and uh, we're kind of talking. We're just like, oh, man, what do you what do you think about this? And he's like, oh, I don't know, man. We'll just do it like we you know, have been doing ever since we signed up. And I said, yeah, yes, you're right. So, um, oh, oh, I want to bring this up. So within those – that time period before we first got to Schweinfurt and before we come to Kosovo, there was a night, uh, I don't remember which bar it was at, but Sergeant Bloom and Sergeant Gill had come back to Schweinfurt. <laughs> and I think it was a time something was going on with Sergeant. Was it, is it Sergeant Bloom? Am I getting that right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah Sergeant er, Bloom. Yeah. Okay. Him and Sergeant Gill, I think were pretty close. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> they, they had come back and uh, me and the guys, you know, we was just out. I didn't know who was who. And uh, they're sitting at this table at this bar. And I don't, you know, I didn't know who they were or anything. They were in civilian clothes. I guess they were just chilling out before Sergeant Bloom had to head off. I think he had some type of emergency or something he was going back for. But anyway, all I could see, man, I spotted like a, a fifth oh, of Jack sitting right there in the middle of the table. And I, that's all I could see was a fifth of Jack. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's for me. So I start walking towards their table. And they're looking at me, and honestly, I, I, I vaguely remember this, but I do remember getting told this the next morning. So I go over there, and I'm just like, hey, you know, I'm going to take some of your jack. And they're just like, <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> so I just grab the neck, man, and I just turn it up. No. So I don't remember anything after that. So the next morning, <laughs> all the guys are just kind of like, Stamper, man, what'd you do? And I oh. said, I don't even know what you're talking about. And they're so yeah, yeah, you're jack, man. And uh, they oh. said, you know, this Sergeant Gill's looking for you. And I was like, well, what did I do? Because I don't, if I don't know and don't remember, then there's no reason for anybody to be mad at me. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> anyway. That's, that's, how that works. So, that's how that works. I don't remember yeah, it. It didn't happen. Yeah. Yeah. If I don't remember, it didn't happen. So anyway, I'm, I'm going back. Uh, formation's over for the day. I'm going back. I thought I had kind of uh, blown this off and kind of got away with, you know, with whatever. But I had disrespected them, apparently, and taken their jack. So, um, and I don't think I took it all. I think I just I just took some of it. But anyway, so I'm going back to headquarters. <laughs> I didn't take it all, just some of it. Yeah. So, it's a little taste. This, you know, I, I hear this, hey, 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 private. And I was just like, man, what, you know, it's Sorry Gill, which I didn't know who Sorry Gill was at the time. So, anyway, he's like, listen, he was like, you know, what you did last night was not cool. And I was like, well, Sergeant, all due respect, I really don't remember much about it. He said, well, we we understand that, and we just want you to know it was not cool. But um, 
you know, we're going to kind of let you slide with it. And I was like, okay, well, that's, that's cool, man. I was like, yeah, my face. But anyway, so I'm going <laughs> to go back to headquarters. No. So anyway, yeah. now listen, I know sorry to go about here, this, but anyway, that, <laughs> he, he might remember that. I don't know. But anyway, so we're going, so we're heading to Kosovo. And we get to Kosovo, and, of course, they split me and Stern up. So I'm standing in this gravel between these buildings and they said, Hey, you're, you know, your squad leader will, you know, come and get mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. here in a few minutes. Well, the very first thing I hear, Hey, numb nuts. Uh... And I turn around and I kid you not, man. My daggum squad leader is Sergeant Herb Gill, man. He's standing there looking at me with this look and I'm just like, Oh goodness. I'm like, it's over. It's over. I mean, the rest of my military time is going to be, it's going to be terrible. But uh, anyway, so I I go over there, you know, Roger Sarden, and uh, give my respect like I should. And, it, you know, everything went cool. And he told me what team I was in, which was uh, Sarden Lieb. Lieb mm-hmm. was my team leader at the time. And um, cool guy, man. He was a cool guy to, to us and uh, helped me out actually to get – to be able to go home and get married. Um, you know, if it wouldn't have been – for me going to Kosovo, I would not have, I would not have got the block leave with y'all guys because yeah, yeah. So it's kind of like one of those things. Like I keep saying, it's just it's just meant to be, just meant to happen. Yeah. So mm-hmm. starting to leave, he was like, "Listen, I'm gonna fill this out. You know, you can go home and get married." I was like, "Oh, that's great, man." And uh, so I got married in December of 2002, and um, yeah, I came. I the best thing was though is that I didn't realize before I before I went, I was just kind of like. I don't want to go over there with those guys and stuff, but Hey, getting to come over there and meet with y'all be with y'all definitely helped me out of, um, you know, just becoming one of y'all. Y'all just kind of pulled me in and, uh, it's just like, Hey, you know, you're one of us now and, uh, here's how we roll. And when we got back to Germany, I was so glad that I finally got, I, I came to Kosovo because I was not treated like some of the other five guys, Got oh yeah. treated when everybody got I, back. So I was I, like, oh, this is nice. Yeah. I, I remember <laughs> when, when we got back, dude, like, you know, this is, you know, our, our first deployment. It's a peacekeeping deployment, right? But we feel like we did something. And, you know, and, and not to discredit people who've only done peacekeeping uh, deployments because it is still, I mean, you're, you're away from your known, you're away from your family, you're away from your things. You are in a foreign place. Um, mm-hmm. So there's, there's, a, there's a lot to navigate there. Um, but I do remember when, when, we, when we came back, man, and it was those those cherries that were back there, dude. Like we we were we were pretty harsh on, man. I, and I gotta say, well, dude, I gotta say, for you grabbing a hold of Sergeant Gills, Sergeant Major Gills, uh, and and Sergeant Bloom's Jack, and doing with it as you please, and him the next day being like, I'm gonna let this slide, but just know. Yeah, he was cool about it. He was cool so, about it. I mean, because so for folks listening, man, like, I, and we and Tyree and I may have talked about this before, but like, Sergeant Gill would terrorize us in the mornings, right? Yes. Like, kicking on our doors, yes. balls early, wake up, it's time for PT. We got to go run 15 miles and, you know, not minus 447 degrees Kelvin. And, <laughs> you know, fuck your life. This is what we're doing, right? Uh, you know, an hour before we even had to have a formation for PT, but like, 
I used to think, man, this dude's a psychopath, man. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, dude, yeah. <laughs> legitimately. Uh, so I mean, I respect for him now. I don't know, if man. This dude's nuts. <laughs> if, if you know, if if, if you're listening, Sergeant Major Gill, like, um, I was scared to death of you. I, I might still be a little bit. Yeah. It wasn't a fear thing. It was just like, man, it's it's. It was all Listen, of it, if no, I was known who they were, I would have not disrespected them that way. But first of all, <laughs> I wasn't in the world. Second of all, they didn't have any rank on, so I didn't know who was who. And uh, I was just – I just saw a bottle of Jack. Yeah, but, community, <clears throat> community Jack, man. Community Jack. Community Jack. That's right. That was too much of that for them, too, anyway. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you were just helping them out. <laughs> that is funny. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So I get, to, you know, I'm in Kosovo and everything. And one of the first people that I meet that kind of brought me in is, you know, your own there, uh, Tyree No Sound Brown in the house. He, uh, <clears throat> he kind of took me under his wing, I guess you could say. And, uh, I, I remember you, <laughs> I remember one thing that you had there. I think the Washington Wizard cheerleaders had, um, had visited if some if some cheerleader <laughs> squad yeah. or something had visited pretty pretty uh pretty close to that time yeah and, and Brown's like oh we're sitting on the I think we're on cots or something in there but anyway he's just like I said uh, I don't know what we we're talking about but he's just like hey man I got this glove and I was like <laughs> all right you got a glove he's just like you know take a whiff of this. And I remember smelling it. I was like, "Oh man, that's 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 good stuff." You know, it, it smelled like perfume. And uh, I don't know, I don't know why, what it, what glove it was, or or how the smell got on there, or what it was. But anyway, you had perfume on your glove, and it smelled great. And I do remember that. That's one of the things I remember about Kosovo. That is the and most the random hall. ass story. Yeah, that was very. It's very random, but that's Tyree, just one of those things that sticks in my mind. Tyree, we need we. We need an explanation of this fucking glove, bro. All right. Um, I remember the the, the cheerleaders showed up. Uh, yeah. We were all excited for that, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was just women. I didn't give a crap who it was. I wanted to see them. So um, I think I went in for a hug while wearing the glove. And I'm like, damn, I'm wearing this glove. I, I took off the glove. And then I hugged her again because I'm like, I'm not trying to scratch you up with this fucking glove I'm wearing. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, for sure, absolutely. What a, what a gentleman. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. I, I try. I try and I care. So we we later on, you know, pictures are taken, and I I know that there's pictures around here somewhere of uh of that whole thing. And later on, I'm in my room, and I'm, I'm looking, looking for my through my pockets, and I come across the glove. I'm like, man, it's it smells like the girl. Like she must have just sprayed a bunch of perfume on, and I must mm-hmm. touch exactly where it was at. Uh, <laughs> right, for sure. Right. Well, I got a fucking souvenir, man, freebie. You did. <laughs> you it worked did. out. You were yeah. Very proud of it. I was. And, and and so you saw a stamp deal double just sitting there, being like, hey, man. I got this glove, bro. I got this glove. I got this glove. It probably wasn't like that. It was some conversation, man. But it, it was, it was, it was funny. It's just, I don't know. It's odd. It's just one of the things that stands out. I don't, I don't understand why that stuck in my mind. But anyway, it did. I guess you know. Some, somebody borrowed that glove. I never saw I bet. it again. I, bet. I never y'all saw it again. Kind of understand this: that when you're deployed or when you're at certain places in life there's there's i always tell people this there's two things that always kind of 
connect you back to that time of your life. It's just, it's smells and music. Mm-hmm. You know, one of mm-hmm. those two things oh, yeah. will always bring you back to a certain point in your life. So that maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's just that smell and everything. So <clears throat> yeah, that's one of well, the things that stood out. A lot of a lot of memory. Um, not to get like you know brainy or whatever, but like memory is 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 most associated with the smell of places or the smell of things. So like the smell of things jars or triggers more memory than yeah. anything else. Like I bet you to to this day. If you could smell that that same perfume or whatever it was, it would be like I know that smell, man. I know yeah, that smell. Guarantee it. Um, so, and or or even still, when when you do have a memory, like one of the things that stands out to you the most is is the smell of a place or yes. thing or person or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Um, yep. Yeah. So, okay. All right, man. So we did, we did Kosovo. Um, you did uh, a, a bit of it and, uh, and mm-hmm. we're back in Germany. You go home and you marry your wife. Yeah. Big event, great yeah. event, December, uh, 2002. Yes. December y'all been married ever since, right? Shit. Y'all are, y'all are on, uh, y'all coming up in 19 years then, huh? That's right. That's right. That 20 mm-hmm. years right around the corner. So we're going to do something big. She said we are. I don't know what it's going to be. She always, <clears throat> She's always got something to mind, something up her sleeve. So I can't wait to see what it is. Red Lobster. But, oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, we'll hit that Red Lobster up. Golden Corral. All you can eat, baby. Okay. So, yeah. Back, uh, sidetracking again, man. Uh, yeah. You um, – so yeah, I gave at, my E3 because I came to Kosovo, guys. Yeah, you That's did. That's the only yeah, reason I, I got that. my E3. Yeah, I got my E3 in Kosovo. So. You you made a, a good point about going with us and being in Kosovo. That was really good for you and us because, uh, like you said, when we got back, we didn't really know those other guys so much. Oh, and yeah, man. Tremendous. Whenever we did things, and I kind of felt bad for it, I think I ended up reaching out to, you, to, to the other new guys later on. Um. Like we would go to somebody's house to barbecue, and we would invite mm-hmm. Snapper. We wouldn't invite the other guys. And I'm like, man, we need to get these dudes in here because, yeah. you know, regardless of how I feel about this person, I don't have any ill feelings. I just don't know them. I don't want them to be yeah. left out. And that's how uh, we kind of integrated the new folks in. And that year, 2003, was all the way, all the yeah. way crazy. So. Well, that's where we all gained our close relationship before we went to Iraq, man, was 2003. Yeah. I mean, yeah. if it would have been for 2003, we wouldn't have had the close relationship like we did in 2004. So. Yeah. You know, and that is interesting because we, we, we've talked about it with Mike before, um, uh, with Griff before, but like, you know, we talk about like our, our previous deployment to Kosovo and then being together for, you know, the time before that and time after that or whatever. And we, we attribute that to our successes while deployed to Iraq, but I mean, you came in at the end of Kosovo, um, yeah. so you really weren't there for, like, the bulk of the deployment. You really weren't there for, like, the time before that, like, our two-month field rotation that, that Tyree showed up uh, uh, during. Um, mm-hmm. And yet still, like, I mean, you talk about, like, 2003. Like, I, I mean, honestly, like, I think 2003 was, like, the year that definitely – like sealed in like how well things were going to go for the, for the following year. Like oh, for there's sure. There's no doubt about it, man. There's no <laughs> doubt about that. And I think uh-huh. any guy listening to this will agree with that. So, yeah. yeah. So if you feel like you were left out, it's probably cause you didn't get in on none of the stuff going on in 2003. And that's not <laughs> to sound, that's not even a joke. Like, 
to be honest, that's a hundred percent. Like <clears throat> if you found yourself in the room in the barracks by yourself in two thousand three while all that crazy shit was going on. And no, then that's you, true. Yeah. And then you don't see yourself in posts about things and people leave you out of stuff, not to be fucked up or mean. <laughs> that's not the case at all it's just you weren't there i'm sorry yeah <laughs> no i mean that's really i mean that's really true because yeah. you think about like dude like in 2003 bro like we were you know we were we were out there drinking in schweinfurt and everything you know revolves around drinking but we were out there drinking in schweinfurt drinking in Würzburg, drinking in frankfurt drinking at the goff's house drinking at the gazebo behind the barracks drinking in aspen yeah. manners at somebody's place you know what I'm saying? Pulling out a guitar, <laughs> That's good, man. you know, doing something. You know what I'm saying? We were doing something because we knew. We knew, man, like this, this could be our last full year of, of life, you know, of living, of, of hanging out with people we care about. Um, mm-hmm. This could be it. <clears throat> so, you know, yeah, I mean, you know, Tyree, that's a really, that's a really good point, though. And, and you're right. And it's, it's not to be fucked up towards those people. It's just... That's Man, just how like things worked out. Like the way it is. That's when were, the bond was created. Yeah, 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 yeah. If you weren't a part of it, then you weren't a part of it, and it showed in some cases. It, unfortunately, uh, later on, because uh, you know, again, that whole that whole time we sat around waiting was was crazy. I got a million stories. Stamp around me, and I got a story with me and you. That's right. <laughs> Man, I there's a few of them. So. Uh, we need to pick up Stanford's wife from Frankfurt Airport. <laughs> oh goodness! Okay, I'm in middle two thousand three. I do not have a license, and Stamper is drunk. A, that was a bad time. <laughs> that was a bad time, man. Yeah, that yeah. was like dark times, like straight up. That so was dark, uh, that was a dark day. So Stamper's like, "Hey Brown, I need you to drive me down to Frankfurt to get." <laughs> to pick her up. I'm like, oh man, I don't know how to drive to Frankfurt and I don't have a license. So I'm like, but I can't leave you hanging because you're my boy. <laughs> so this has been an all nighter, man. We we had pulled an all nighter. All nighter. Yeah, I was supposed man. to be up at a certain time and be on the road and I wasn't. We just so. didn't sleep. We just went right through it. And uh Yeah, we did. Ooh boy, it was rough. Uh anyway. I'm like, man, I can't leave my boy hanging. And I'm like hitting up people like, hey, could you drive Stamper to the airport? I'll pay for gas. Like, hey, could you do this? Like, hey, I don't, they're like, I don't know him like that, man. I'm like, man, you know him like this. Help me out, please. Don't leave my boy it's hanging. Stamper. It's Just Stamper. help this guy It's Stamper deal double G, man. Always it's on the scene. Help, help him out. Yeah. Oh, man. So eventually I'm like, all right, well, this ain't going to work out, man. I got I to gotta do it. Like, uh, hopefully I don't get fucking pulled over, which would have been a fucking nightmare. Yes, but oh boy! So I'm driving, and uh, you had that red BMW uh, that everyone had. Sergeant Duel. <laughs> I got that Sergeant that everyone had. Yeah. It was kind of like red, half pink. Yeah, yeah. The, the sun car. had worn it down, so like it was nice. Yeah. Don't get me wrong; it was it was cool for what it was, but everyone had it at at one point or another, and uh, yeah. you had it at this particular point, so. We drove that mother. We drove that damn thing all the way down to Frankfurt, man. <laughs> Playing music the whole way. Uh, probably now listen, Frankfurt partial, was 
two and a half hour drive. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I, we got to do it. We can't leave her hanging. We, I can't leave you hanging. We're family now. So we're riding, and uh, man, so we get to Frankfurt, <clears throat> get to the airport, and I don't know how many times I had to loop around that damn thing. You're on yeah. the phone with her, <laughs> trying to get her to explain where she is. I'm starting to get the attention of police because they keep seeing me circling this place a million times. I'm like, I don't have the airport. Yeah, 38 times. I'm like, I don't have a license. I'm I'm screwed. Like, if they stop me, man, I'm I'm done. Eventually, like, you snapped out of your drunken stupor, and we pull over, and I talk to Sabrina on the phone. And you helped me out, I think. Yeah, I got her to calm down because she was at 11 pissed because we were late. (laughs) She was was irate, bro. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, eventually you you took over driving. I navigated you to where we needed to go and we we got her. But man, that was a cold car ride home, man. That was a cold car ride. That was a bad bad airport um, scene. Yeah. While what Tyree didn't see while he's driving around, the, you know, the whole reason he's driving around is wait for us to come out. The thing yeah. is, is that I can't get her out of the airport because she's so mad at me. So it, what had happened is that I made it to the terminal to where she was supposed to come out to. But mm. the problem was, is I was at the wrong terminal. <laughs> so, and I think I might have been, we might have been like an hour late or something. But anyway, um, and I'm wearing, I'm not even wearing my clothes, man. I'm wearing Sergeant Sturkey's shirt. It's like this, uh, it's like this disco looking kind of shirt that I wouldn't wear normally. So it's like a bright, bright color and it's like silky. So, and oh, it just man. did not look good at all, man. It was not, it was not a good, it was not a good look for me. And, mm. uh, so this, yeah, the whole time you're driving around like these, I, I'm getting paged, and I'm like, where do I go? They're paging me, but I don't know where to go, you know. And so finally, I found the guy that's been paging me, and he said, "Your wife, you know." And I was like, "Yeah, I'm looking for her. where's she at?" He was like, "Well, she's you know over there at that term." I was like, "Oh man!" <laughs> so when I saw her and she saw me, oh man, that was not good. She was crying. Oh, that was a bad day. That was bad. I'm telling you, dude, I have. I have the most wonderful wife that anyone could possibly have because, I mean, she has forgiven me at times where I I did not deserve any forgiveness because I'm telling you, that was was a bad day. But, you know, uh, that night we got over it and, uh, you know, moved on. But, yeah, that was rough. I appreciate you, bro, for that. I almost forgot about that. No, don't worry about it. I knew she was mad, and I'm like, man, I cannot let you go down for that. So even I apologize later because I knew she was pissed. Oh, yes, I, I gotta, sure. I gotta keep an eye on them. And don't let them get so fucking trash. So we can do two things: we can physically operate and still be good to go. Yeah, yeah, that was a trip. That was about midway uh, <clears throat> through 2003, I guess you could say. So, yeah, but yeah. So uh, January 2003, I go to uh, we come, we come. Okay, come off leave. I've just gotten married, December, and. I don't know how to work the train station deal. <laughs> so from, I find myself, I forget where it was, but anyway, uh, I just, I couldn't figure it out. So I was like, oh man, this sucks. It's snowing in Germany. This is, uh, 
I really don't know exactly what day it was. I can't remember exactly, but I remember it was snowing. I couldn't figure the train system out. So I'm just like, you know, I'm, I'm screwed, man, if I don't figure this out, because I'm going to go, they're going to count me AWOL. So, um, cause I had a six hour layover in, um, Amsterdam. Mm-hmm. So anyway, <clears throat> so I find myself at this, you know, train station. I'm just kind of like, um, uh, I don't know where to go from here. So I just go outside and see a taxi and he's talking. Yeah. You know, Euro. And I'm like, you know, whatever, dude, I just need to get to Schweinfurt. I don't care how much it is. I'll pay you $200. I don't care. Or 200 Euro. I don't care what it is. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, he drives me, man, all the way from, I don't even know where I was, but anyway, to Schweinfurt. And I can't even remember what the price of that taxi was. I can't even believe he did it. But Damn. anyway, so I walk in, it's like 1130. So 12 o'clock is that cutoff time, right? Before you go AWOL or they can start considering you AWOL. Mm-hmm. So I walk up and Sergeant Duel is on CQ. CQ is a 24-hour operating type of duty that mm-hmm. a person does. Okay. You always have a sergeant and a runner, right? Well, Sergeant Duel's the sergeant. I come up the steps. And he's just like, Stapper, what's going on, man? I was just kind of like, oh, Sergeant, I'm, I'm wore out. Can't wait to get some rest. He's like, ah, I'm sorry to hear about that. He's like, but you got to be down in the arms room and draw out your uh, weapon at two o'clock, you know, zero <laughs> two hundred. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, it's pretty good, Sergeant. He's like, no, I'm serious. And I said, what are we doing? What's going on? He's like, well, you signed up for pre-ranger. And I said, yeah, yeah. I'm just gonna forget that, bro. <laughs> I was like, sorry, I'm just gonna forget that. That's all right with you. And he just like, no. He said, ain't the way it works here. You sign up, you you be at the arms room at zero two hundred. And I was like, oh. So I go to my room and I got the packing list, man. I'm just like, this sucks, man. I just, this sucks. I just, I don't want to do this. And, um, Weiss, y'all remember Carl Weiss? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So he, yeah, he was one of the guys that actually came over with us from into Germany. <clears throat> so me and him have become pretty good friends, uh, worked out together and stuff. Um, and he had, he helped me pack, man. He was a cool guy and he just, uh, Help me pack, and on a, I had a notepad that I took with me that I didn't see or notice or know that he had put on this, um, maybe 10 sheets into it. But he had put like a motivational type of you know note on there, like, Hey, man, you can do this, just keep your head up, and keep going. And I noticed that about halfway through pre ranger school, which that was pretty cool, man. I anyway, so he's helping me pack and get everything up. We go and find ourselves on top of this mountain in Germany. Uh, at the pre-ranger place and oh dude it sucked man it sucked i remember sitting out in a bus falling asleep it's like four o'clock finally they open up the gate at five we go in there and sergeant major beam comes in <laughs> that big old face <laughs> yes he comes up in there and it's sergeant major beam man i mean i, know, I remember this guy from kosovo so <clears throat> anyway uh we're standing there there's like i don't know there's like 20 25 of us there from the whole battalion so he's in there, you know, giving us his motivational speech at five, five o'clock in the morning, all this stuff. Then he just stops in the middle of it. You know, that's just the way he was. He just stopped and, and yeah. all of a sudden he's like, he, he, he don't want to be here. I was like, that's, that's, you're an idiot. <laughs> and there's this little scrawny guy, man, that's like five, six, wait, maybe a buck oh five in the back, raises his little arm, man, while he's shaking at the same time. And I was like, oh, no, dude, that is not what you do. How long have you been in the military? <laughs> I was like, I haven't even been in that long, and I know better than that. And, man, I mean, Sergeant Beam, 
I mean, uh, Sergeant Major Ben, he went off on this guy, dude. Oh, my God. You know, just started. Oh, I was like, oh, man. So we just kind of <laughs> moved away and let him go over there and put this guy into the floor pretty much through his voice. And um, so, anyway, I remember that. And, you know, pre-ranger school, it, it sucked. But we got through that. Um, went through that with little dude. Um, Phillips. Howell. Yeah. Ryan Howell. Oh, yeah, Howell. Little dude. Oh, yeah. yeah. Went through that with him. And um, well, so, anyway, yeah. When was this? What year was this again? That was January of 2003. Okay. Yeah. So funny story about that. I came back from block leave because I had signed up for that same uh, pre-ranger course. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And so I have a very similar story. I came back from block leave. And as soon as I get back, I mean, like, like reporting at midnight, they're knocking on the door. Let's go fucking pre-ranger. And I, I get back to the barracks at like, I don't know, 6 or 7 p.m. <clears throat> and Sergeant Zom, um, you know, comes, comes and he, he runs to me in the hallway. He's like, hey, man, you ready? Same thing, right? Same thing as you. Like, uh, for for what? He's like, dude, you signed up for pre-ranger, man. We're fucking, we're rolling out at midnight. I was like, the fuck I am. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, listen, bro, like, you, like, just like, just like I told you, like, you sign up, you go. I was like, yeah. Nah, man. Like you can knock on my door all you want. I'm not gonna be there. He's like, he's like, if you want to find me for pre ranger course, I'll be at the fucking rock for be getting shit faced. <laughs> and as 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 you just pointed out, I wasn't there because I was at the rock for be getting shit faced. Oh goodness, <laughs> I, I couldn't get out of it, man. I mean, I was stuck. But now, listen, you had a little bit of rank on you. Tell me, you know, you you've been in. I had, I had, I had just made my specialist. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. uh, you know, I had a uh, quote unquote deployment under the belt. <laughs> exactly. You had that time. You had mm-hmm. that. You know, you, you had that relationship with them, so I could see that part. But I was, I was, I was definitely not getting out of it. So anyway, I made it through it though. So. And were you were you were you there where Porter tried to put a dollar in the tree? I was I was there with Porter. You talking about the um, was he was he the was did he working like a cafeteria or or medic or something like that? Something like that. When he had, yeah, he was something like that. Yeah, you know, big guy, big old black dude. And yes, uh, yes, Porter man, he was a cool cat. Man. Somebody told us that he was so tired. And so delirious at some point that he got up and tried to stick a dollar, a dollar in the tree and try to get a soda out of the tree because he was so delirious from being tired during this pre ranger thing. Man, it man, could have been, man. Could have been. So I, I'll tell you, man. Like I, I've since I, my, my whole time in the army, I think I've met a lot of people that have ranger tabs, and every one of them has that exact story from their class. So I always hear that story. Yeah, I want to know. I don't. So it's, I don't it's, remember. It's, uh, I don't remember that. But I do. I do remember this. It was cold. It was uh-huh. snowing. It sucked. And we had a. I think it was a six-day field training exercise at the end of it. Yep. And they yep. drop us off out of the Blackhawks, and me and Porter actually were. We were on guard together, pulling fifty percent guard on the first night. So we get marched up this. You can call it a hill. I, I would have said at that time it was a mountain. But anyway, <laughs> get marched up this mountain, man, and <clears throat> come to this spot, clear spot in the woods. And uh, they say, you know, a 360-degree perimeter. Set it up now, 50% guard. I'm like, oh, my goodness, dude, because we're sweating. And it's – I don't know I don't know what the 
temperature is, but I know it's cold. Anyway, um, me and Porter wind up being on guard together on our spot. So we'd, you know, on an hour, off an hour, on an hour, off an hour. And during that time is when people started doing some crazy stuff, man. And um, he he kicked me a few times, man. I didn't, I didn't want to come out of my uh, sleeping bag when I was my turn to, uh, <laughs> to go off guard. And they had – you could see from a distance. It was like 300 meters, man. You could see our billets over there on the pre-ranger compound, I guess you'd call it. And you could see the heat coming from the top of the building. Dang. And I remember the ranger instructor guy, he he sucked, dude. His name was uh, Ranger Instructor Smith. I'll never forget him. He <laughs> said, it's right there. He said, all you got to do is just get up and say, I quit. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, man. There was three guys that quit that night. But anyway, yeah, I don't remember Porter doing that. But I do remember <laughs> him kicking me a few times like, hey, man, you're going to have to get out of your sleeping bag. <laughs> I, was like, hey. I was like, dude, give me ten more minutes, man. Anyway, it was, it was so if 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 I'm not mistaken, man, so Billy Jack was on that one as well, and so was DeSantis. And I remember hearing that DeSantis got like pneumonia during that because he had fallen into, I guess he was walking across some ice or something and fell into the water below it and got fucking like cold, obviously wet and cold, got pneumonia and like or borderline pneumonia or something, but like was able to like stick it out and. Um, still made it through through the pre ranger course and still wasn't selected. Mm-hmm. He he could have it could have happened, man. I mean, it was just <clears throat> I can't I can't remember everything about it. I just remember it was cold and it sucked. And yeah, sucked. you know, I don't know I don't know how I made it through it. But I can tell you this much: the same guy that took us up on top of that mountain because they would pull in shifts. So that's how they do the sleep deprivation thing. Is that they they're there with you for so many hours and then you're still awake but yet a new group comes in to replace them three other oh, RIs. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. then three other come in for them but you're still awake and after so many hours man i mean you just get to the point where you become delirious and uh yeah you had people i i, I forget his name but we had one guy that was down from us about 15 meters. You know, he walked out. He said he was searching for MREs. Now, why they be – he left his weapon, you know, unmanned. So, I mean, it was <clears> – that got shot off, the blank rounds in it. And, yeah, it was – it sucked, man. But we made it through it, the majority of us. And, um, you know, shortly after that, the we got the orders to go to Turkey. Mm-hmm. And um, so all that stuff got stopped for me. And my wife was very upset of the free ranger thing because when I came back I was telling her, Oh, we did all this, you know, did all that. She you know, she just starts crying over the phone because she's in the States at that time and she's just like, You're staying in, aren't you? And I was like, <laughs> oh, no, I just you know, I, I think about doing the the Ranger thing. She was like, Yeah, you're you're pretty much gonna make a career out of this. And I'm Dang, like, man. It don't from, mean that, you know. So from but, the army is dumb to like full-on hua man, drank the cool. Oh man, yes. I dr- I drink I mean I you know I drank it up. I was loving it, man, because, yeah. I mean, you, you know, the camaraderie and just the physical part of it, it was just, uh, I don't know. I, I had a good time in the military, so, you know, of course, not the deployments as much, but yeah. anyway. But, yeah, we, so we get turkey was coming up, so. Before we get into turkey, like, we got to, I want to point out, like, I know one thing that you said to the recruiters that, you know, like, being working out, being able to work out and be physically fit or whatever, and, then, you know, the and you just kind of mentioned that, like, for those listening, Stamper is literally chiseled 
from granite. Yeah. <laughs> There's no doubt about it. Like head to toe, even even the hairs on his head are like uh, just immaculately placed. I mean, like this man. Uh, yeah. Listen, and that I'm would listen, be nice. I'm not. I'm not over here obsessing over you. I'm just. I'm just jealous. Uh, this man is literally of the gods. Right or God or whatever the fuck you believe in, you know what I'm saying? Man, when he showed up, and I saw this dude, I'm like, man, how am I supposed to contend with this shit? When yeah, he comes down to PT, right. like this fucking dude. Yeah, gonna be out here doing a million push-ups and a million. But he, push-ups. yeah, exactly. How am I Damn, supposed to? How am I supposed to? How am I supposed to go out in Schweinfurt and pick up chicks with this guy around? Four he's listen, for us. Man. He's he married. Was, you know, like, oh, thank yeah. God. Like, oh, thank God. God. Yeah, finally. Good Lord. I had I had never run two miles in my life before basic training, guys. <laughs> Seriously. I mean I have seen this just... man in the shower, y'all. <laughs> Head to toe. Perfection. Oh, cheeks and all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cheeks and all, buddy. Oh, man. oh yeah. yeah. They're being generous, everybody. No, I just I just uh no man. Um I just I really enjoy physical activity, bro. I mean, I don't know what it is. It's just it, maybe it's like an ADHD thing. I don't know. I just Are I want to do something. I don't know. I might be. <laughs> I've never looked into it. But I just I don't know. I just want to I mean Sabrina's the same way. I mean, she's yeah. the exact same way. I mean, I walk in the house, she's on her Peloton, and she's not doing that. She's in the floor doing setups, and I'm just like Man, I thought you know I put a workout in for the day, but anyway, yeah, she, uh, it's just it's just I don't know. I think it's just one of the things you just get into, you know. No, I right. I remember I remember times, man, like when you were like you were very specific about the things that you were picky about in relation to, well, one your wife, but like just your 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 physicality and how you had you felt like you needed to maintain what was already like unachievable for the rest of us. Cause you know, we were extreme drunks and you had your wife at home. You know what I'm saying? We were all working on extra bit, bit of fluff and you're like, man, I got to maintain this 84 pack. You know what I mean? You know how many times <laughs> I walked to the bathroom and stamped and then shaving his chest? No, I don't tell me. I want actually, I want I want a rough estimate, please. Sorry, like, oh, no, goodness. no less than six times, man. No less than six. <laughs> times. I'm willing. I'm willing to bet that Samper was in there every morning, thirty minutes before PT, smiling, making sure, ma- smiling is smiling, like the Cheshire Cat. Police, man. Oh God, you want to talk about a beast? Yeah, you want to get talking about a beast? We'll talk about a beast, dude. He 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 could he could just look at a gym and fucking have a pump. (laughs) That dude was an animal. Just start raising. Oh yeah. All right, so we're getting sidetracked again. Yeah. Well, you know, let's let's go to the nitty gritty. And uh, believe it or not, dude, eighty six minutes we've been talking, and we haven't even got to we haven't even got to the heavy shit. Yeah, no, let's get there. I didn't even touch it. Yeah. Let's deploy. Uh, let's deploy. So here we go. Deploy. And we're in Iraq. Boom. Oh, shit. Bam. What right. does... Skip, how, skip how right does, through Camp New York. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. I mean, we got... I, I got a feeling... There just kept growing. I got a feeling this is going to be a, a part two because we got yeah. so much to talk about. Um, so before we even get to Iraq again, I'm backtracking. What was the family feeling 
whether you going into a combat mm. zone. Yeah. 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 Um, Every every time me and Sabrina had to say goodbye, it just it, I mean it got harder. So I take my hat off to the guys that are still doing it and have done it multiple times, mm-hmm. because um, every time at the customs, I mean it, it just got harder at the airports of um, of saying goodbye. So I can imagine also having kids. Mm-hmm. So just me and her, you know, having that relationship, and it just. You'd always have that knot in the throat, man. You just kind of like just go. I don't even want to. I don't even want to go through this. Let's just go. And uh, so, but yeah, she. <clears throat> I don't know. We just um, just made it through it. There, you know, some dark times. We'll talk about that towards the end of Iraq. I mean, but it plays a a big toll on the relationships mm-hmm. of a family. Like I said, I didn't have kids, so I don't know how that part is. Or was, but I can tell you as far as like mine and her relationship as a married couple, you know, it was just it just got harder every time to say goodbye. So, and you guys are still fresh, still a fresh, uh, fresh marriage at that point, more or less. Oh yeah, and uh, yeah, and you know, I I, I said you know the infantry times kind of contributed to that because every time you know we'd start getting used to each other, we'd we'd have a field training exercise. So oh, this yeah. is in two thousand three. Never, so never I would say this. I would say this, man. I mean, I don't know what it was, but every time we would come back, it felt like we was dating. I mean, it was hard for me to reach over there. I was like nervous reaching over there, even grabbing her hand when mm-hmm. they were coming and picking me up at the barracks and then going back to the apartment. So that part was great, man. We I felt like we were dating for a whole solid year in 2003. So mm-hmm. that was great. But anyway, yeah. So we uh, said our goodbyes and. We're headed to Camp New York, man. How how long were we in Camp New York? What one, two, three weeks, something like that. Uh, three weeks. Three yeah, weeks. Wait. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. you got to climatize and you got to do a little bit of training. We're trying to wait for all our stuff to get over there, which our Bradley still, all our Bradley still didn't come. So, you know, we had to drive in like y'all were talking about in the earlier podcast, driving in with soft shell Humvees, and um. Yeah, that sucked, man. We were like, I think we were the second or third Humvee in a soft shell Humvee with Bozil on the back um, with a plywood box that he was sitting on with a, I think it was a 240, might have been a 249. I was driving and I think, I think Rob, if I'm not, I think it was Rob, I'm pretty sure it was, he was on, he was my passenger. So he was my team leader at the time. And then Bozil's back there on that box. And then um, I forget who the other guy. I know they're going to be like, man, Snapper, I can't believe you forgot me. But anyway, there's somebody in the back. So. Ghost dude. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know who it was, man. <laughs> the thing I do remember about driving into Iraq, y'all talk about crossing that berm, that big uh, dirt berm that mm-hmm. kind of was like the border of Iraq mm-hmm. and Kuwait. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do remember the feeling of crossing into that and the guy, the soldier, sergeant whatever he was um he said something it was it was kind of like because you know you had we had to have our weapons out the window the whole time like we was driving i don't know what i don't really understand all that but anyway you had to have your weapon out sitting on your door facing with the window down and even while we were driving that's what we was told to do so i was driving with my M16 pointed out the window and we cross and he's, he says something 
like lock and load and y'all be careful. And that's when, that's when reality kind of set in. Boom. Mm-hmm. It's just like, all right, this is it. We're actually crossing. I mean, you felt like you was going to hit an IED, you know, five meters into Iraq. <laughs> yeah. That's what I felt like. Yeah. I was like, bam. Yeah. yeah. This is it. As soon as you cross over, who's the first hey, one going to get hit? Lock immediate. and load, boys. Boom. Yeah. Damn. Immediate <laughs> over spice. Welcome. It's too spicy. Exactly. That's what it felt like, though. I mean, it just, your whole world changed, man. I mean, I'm sure a lot of guys felt like that, and some of them probably mm-hmm. didn't, but that's the way I felt anyway. So, yeah, we had a three-day, three, three, day, three night drive, I believe, into Samar. Mm-hmm. So, and uh, the worst part about that drive, I remember y'all talking to some uh, other guys on the earlier podcast about um, about falling asleep and everything like that. Yeah. I, only, I think I only swerved a few times, but, you know, we were always doing blackout drive. <clears throat> and, um, you know, with your night vision goggles on and we're the only ones supposed to be able to see the headlights and all that stuff, which was pretty cool. That's one cool thing about the military, man, all the uh, specs they have and mm-hmm. technology. But anyway, um, so, yeah, I, I swerved a few times, I think, but I don't think I got that far off of what oh, I did. said you did. Oh, I did. So, <laughs> I'll tell you what. one of the reasons we stopped. <laughs> I'll tell you what, man. So, so, um, I just drove down. So I live in Northwest Arkansas. Matter of fact, I just drew a drove truth. I just drove pretty just much right by your house. Drew did. Yeah. Drew did it. Drew did it. I pretty yeah. much just drove right by your house, man. I drove down to Tampa. Yeah. Um, so I went through, you know, Memphis and then through Tupelo into Birmingham and, yeah, you and, were very close, bro. Yeah. I'm about an hour away from Tupelo. Yeah. So I just drove through that area on my way down to Tampa to see none other than Mike Griffin get married. Um, he just got married to uh, his his wife, uh, Kat. And, Congratulations. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, super yeah. excited for him. She's, she's super great. She seems really fun. Hell um, yeah. Got to see uh, Nathan Love while we were down there. I'm hoping to have him awesome. on. Uh, what up, Love? Soon. <laughs> um and uh and i'll tell you what man my whole family because i drove down there i left on a thursday uh about noon from northwest arkansas drove all night long got there at seven o'clock uh, eastern time or i'm sorry yeah, e- uh yeah, eastern time so i drove the 17 hours straight and then mm. you know hung out with mike partied hung out like the night of the wedding hung out with mike and love Partied some more, slept for a couple hours, and then drove my ass right back. So 30, 36 hours for a total of like 24, 2,400 and like 20 miles total. And <laughs> oh, not good. once, not once did I feel drowsy or sleepy. And I, I, I credit that to what I learned driving into Iraq. Oh, wow. Yeah. Nice. Um, that's the last so it time. had its benefits. Yeah, that's the last time I've ever fallen asleep at the wheel. Um, never the fuck again. But uh, so shout out to Mike, his wife, uh, Nate Dog, and 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 uh, and his whole fam bam. I got to meet his daughter, um, uh, and and talk to her about some of uh, you know stories about her dad and uh, and all that good stuff. That's a that was that was a really cool experience, man. I got to tell you, really cool experience. Meeting um, Nate's, Nate's youngins. Yeah, well, his his one his uh, I think his oldest daughter Sapphire. Okay, um, how, how real old cool is she? kid. She's twenty two. Oh, um, the shit. Yeah, right, right. She was she was three 
when Mike and I met her for uh, Thanksgiving in uh, in two thousand one, and uh, I'm not that, cooking. I'm not. That's cooking. A, that sounds like bacon. Step you in there frying something up. No, it's not me, brother. It's bologna is what it is. Um, <laughs> frying spam. Um, no, no, no. So she's she's twenty two years old. She's a, she's a, she's going to school for for welding. She works with her dad in his uh, in his shop. I mean, real real great kid, real great kid. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. so, and, and 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 you like to see that, man. It's kind of like uh, like like when 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 we would play uh, Call of Duty with Anthony. You know what I'm saying like real great kid, man. Like just it's just awesome to see mm-hmm. that like you people are having fucking great humans. Um, and even got to meet uh, Mike's daughter Sarah. She's five. Real great human, just all smiles, man. Um, <laughs> that's that's I, great. Yeah, I can only imagine. Family, Samper, oh yeah, man, for sure. I can only imagine Samper, like what what your what, uh, your kids are like, man. How many you got? Like two, three, four, seven? I got three. Yeah, yeah, I got a fifteen year old girl, a eleven uh, year old boy, and an eight year old boy. So yeah, they're okay. awesome. I met, I met them a few times. I actually uh, was at well, where where was I at when y'all actually drove to come? Oh, that's Fort Knox, bro. Yeah, yeah. Drove Knox, to Fort Knox to come hang out, man. That was awesome. We had a, a dinner. We had a steak yeah. dinner. It was yeah. nice. It was real cool. Them kids is probably grown as hell now. Enormous. 2014, man. My youngest, he was just a baby at that time. Yeah, he was. Dang, I got yes. pictures. I got yeah. pictures still. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we do. We got pictures. I still yeah. got them on my phone. What was yeah, crazy man. at the time, man, this was what's ironic about that trip, is that I did not know the Big Red One was at, you know, there was like yeah. a Big Red One up at Fort Knox at well, the not, time. Well, not, that not time. just that, not just that, but like 126 specifically was there. Mm-hmm. See, that's unreal, man. So yeah. that's, see, that's a, that's the stuff I'm talking about that happens for a reason. So, you know, Brown here in 2014 is coming to Fort Knox for training you know, whatever he's mm-hmm. doing. And that's just the, happens to be the time where I'm like, Hey, um, I'd like to see you. You know, we need to meet in Nashville. And he's like, well, I can't get there. I said, why not? And he's just kind of like, well, I don't have a ride. <laughs> so we weren't even going to meet up with you, bro. Until my wife said on a Saturday morning, she said, Hey, I want you to get, I want to go up there. And I said, you know, that's like a five and a half, a five and a half hour drive. Right. And she's like, yeah, sorry, guys. I got to get my ride here for a second. Um, she's like, yeah, um, I know. She said, but I, you, you may not get to see him again for a while. And I said, oh, cool. So that's the kind of wife I got, man. And, uh, yeah, we took that five-and-a-half-hour drive with a, well, almost a newborn because. Mm-hmm. I remember see, he that was, car seat in there. Yeah. Yeah, well, he was screaming too. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's the that's the. Uh, we came up there and um, there we were taking a picture with the big red one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, huge. I, I was so. there. I was there in 2003 doing the same mission that that Tyree was doing in in four. I'm sorry, 2003, 2013, doing the same mission that you were doing in 2014. Um, you said you had fun doing it. I absolutely hated that gig, but you know, to each their own. Um, what's that so we were so we were doing you talking uh, about basic training no no so this was for uh cadet command like low so the oh, ltc yeah. ltc and ldac the leadership training course and the leadership development assessment course for cadets who are uh you know trying to commission to be officers in college 
And when I did it, you know, I did it as a drill sergeant and we had our command team and then there was the officer command team. It was just a whole like miscommunication clusterfuck. But um, I mean, I we met some really met some really great people, people that I'm still friends with today who are like, like seriously, like amazing people, uh, like uh, some of the cadets who, 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 you know, did join, didn't join amazing people all the way around. Um, cool experience. Never want to do it again. But um, if, I, if I'm not mistaken, one two six was there had had just deployed when we got there um, in 2014. So they might have been just yeah. getting back when Tyree, when you were there in 2014. So, yeah, see, that's, that's so. the stuff that's crazy, man. I mean, I mean, how in the world, you know, at that time, well, first of all, why would they be there? You said they moved multiple times mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. at that year, and then you know within that season. And that's where we, you know, met up. So, yeah, yeah we listen. We drove a five and a half hour drive to see No Sound for one night, and drove five and a half hours back the next day. Okay, so you awesome. just you just reminded me of something, and I want to touch on this real quick. So we we have mentioned and Tyree. Uh, I don't know how you feel about this, but I feel like one day you and I need to have an episode, just you and I, where we talk about all the nicknames that existed <laughs> with our dudes. <laughs> Oh yeah, there's because tons, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as I remember, you only had one, and it was no sound brown. That was it. That's it. No sound. It depends. Now, it, well, no, it depends because uh, Sergeant Gill called me uh, Leroy Brown. You're right. Leroy. Well, that, the whole right and sang the whole thing downtown. Leroy Brown, the baddest yeah. man in the whole damn town. Every time for yeah. for a minute when you know, we first got to know each other. Well, and and now that you say that, I forget that you had the self-proclaimed nickname of the Conquistador. That is correct. I have the Conquistador. <laughs> yeah. No doubt about it. But Samper, um, Stamp <clears throat> D-O double, which we will get into in a second. Where does, from your best recollection, No Sound Brown come from? No Sound Brown. All right. <clears throat> well, I think it's just on one of those drunken episodes. <laughs> to where we were just uh, sitting around, I was like, I was like, Sal, man, I said, Brown, you're you're black, and you never, I never can see you when we're in a field training exercise because we were in the same, we were in the same team at one time, and it, there, here's one thing, is that when we were doing a, we were in Sergeant Gill's squad. You remember this, Brown? When we first were in Germany doing field training exercises. We were in Sergeant Gill's squad, and I don't know how many times he made us go through those woods. It was our first. It was my first time to use night vision goggles. The way we were using them, we were trying to come up on a house to uh-huh. do a. We were trying to come up on a house to do a uh, a raid, I guess you could call it, but we had to make it through these woods with a night vision goggles first, man. Oh goodness! I don't know how many times I ran through those. I mean, the routine, the routine that we had to go through. But Sergeant Gill, he would make us start over and over and because I mean, you hear twigs, you know, breaking and all kind of people tripping going mm-hmm. through the woods. Um, it was just, it was really bad. But anyway, I couldn't see, I couldn't see you. <laughs> I could see everybody else, but I couldn't see you. And I was just like, that was that was one thing. But when we got to uh, the house, <laughs> I was a two four nine 
machine gunner at the time. When we got to the house, we come up on the house, and I took me and we were talking together. Me and no sound there, and I said, "Listen, I said when I go up in that, when I go up in there, I said I've got to shoot this thing off." I said nobody <laughs> shoots their two four nine. I said all I hear is pop, 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 and that's it. I said, "Man, I'm pissing this spray." <laughs> so anyway, he's Brown's like, this. Brown's like, "All right, man." He's like, uh, "You know, you do what you got to do." He said, "You got that." I said, well, I just want you, you know, know ahead of time, pissing to go in there and spray. Because they, they would put those balloons up. Y'all remember they put the balloons up? They put them on the silhouettes. Yeah. They put little balloons oh, yeah. up. All right. So we, we finally make it. I don't know how many times we, it took us to get there. Maybe eight times. Sorry, Gil, made us go through that. I mean, we started at night, and it was like morning when we finally got to this <laughs> objective. So anyway, <clears throat> we're sitting up there at the wall, just pissing, you know, go in. And uh, we go in. Sure enough, I mean – you know, no sound goes down to the right. The next guy takes the left. And here I come around, you know, peeling the corner. And there's that silhouette where I knew it would be. And I said, there it is. It's on. He said, there it is. I raise that thing to the shoulder. Going at it, man. And I kid you not, in my peripheral vision, I see no sound coming from the corner going to the middle of the room. And I'm like, Uh-oh. what is it? And he stood, I mean, it was like a board, man. He he stood stiff as a board. And I'll never forget that. And I was like, listen, I seen you that time, bro. <laughs> but I said, hey, from now on, it's no sound brown. And there may be other stories for, you mm-hmm. know, for him being called that. But that was, that was, that was one of the ones that stuck out to me. And, and we throw, you know, we throw a rhyme out every now and then, you know, bust the beat when we get a little tipsy and no sound brown, it just came out. So, so, and I, whoa, whoa, go I ahead, go ahead. Stabber walking through the door with this enormous, enormous grin. Like, you know, Stamper smiles. <laughs> yeah. Right now. He yeah, had this yeah. enormous oh, grin. Like, load, man. Huge. And he, he pulled that fucking sob and I happened to just turn and all I saw was the flash of the muzzle. Going off and him just smiling. <laughs> I knew not I to did walk. I the same anymore. thing on Sergeant Gill the next room, bro. <laughs> I knew not to walk anymore because I, I knew that he was going to let off. But just uh, his face is burnt into my memory Man. because it, it was like imagine a completely dark room and every time you saw a flash, you knew it was Stamper shooting, but it was everyone else <laughs> freezing, watching Stamper shoot like a fifteen round burst. <laughs> hey, we went we went to the next room i did the same thing to Sergeant Gill. There, was, there was wood chips i kid you not wood chips coming up on sergeant gill on that one room yeah it was such hilarious. a short it was such a short room yeah i mean i was gonna shoot that thing no, the saw gunner never had a good time on a raid no you're right training so no, i was like man, no, i'm gonna shoot this thing when yeah. we were when we were in kosovo right we did uh we did live fire room clearances and uh I was a saw gunner at this point. Like, or I was, I'm sorry. I was assigned the saw for this particular training. I wasn't a saw gunner. Um, and, uh, I remember being, uh, you know, it was kind of, uh, in midday. And for some reason I had those, those, those leather gloves on the work gloves. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Kick this fucking, like I'm, I'm the breacher slash the fourth man slash the saw gunner. Cause that all makes sense. And so like kick the door in, one man goes in, two man goes in, three man goes in. I bust in. There's two targets in there. Same situation uh, with the balloons acting as vitals, so in the chest and in the head. 
Mm-hmm. Well, there's one target that these three people with M16s just cannot fucking hit from fucking seven feet away. <laughs> so I get the bright idea. I'm like, well, fuck, I got a saw. I have That's a great. machine gun. So I fucking, like you said, pull the fucking gun up to my shoulder and let down on the trigger. Mm-hmm. And I fucking ride that Lady. thing from, from crotch to face, right? But because I was wearing those gloves, <clears throat> my glove got caught underneath the trigger inside the trigger housing, or the I'm sorry, the, the, uh, the trigger well. And I had what is known as a runaway gun. <laughs> so my saw is just going fucking ape shit. I'm like, I'm not doing it. And, uh, and I look around. Like, the gun is just going off. And I look to, to somebody to my left. I'm like, what the fuck? And they're like, point it at the ground, dumbass. So I point it at the ground, yank my hand out. Glove is still in there. I'm like, oh, son of a goodness. bitch. It's still pumping 5.56 five, into the dirt. You know what I mean? So I reach back, grab the glove, yank it out. Finally, the gun saw. <gasps> you know what I mean? And in my head, Private First Class Johnson is just like, well, that was fucking wild. Everybody else is like, what the <laughs> fuck is wrong with you? You don't wear gloves <laughs> on a machine gun, you fucking moron. Yeah, I was like, that's uh, what you say. Hey, I'm, uh, I'm KJ Johnson, bro. That's I'm what a- you get. <laughs> that's what yeah. you get when you go into a place with me. That's just the way yeah. it's going to be. Yeah, so spray you don't spray, like man. it, don't give me the saw. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I don't even know why you came to the damn. Thing. Why am I even here? I'm a 240 gunner. Tell you say what I'm gonna do with this. Tell you what I'm gonna do with this. Yeah. You see everybody in this room? You're all getting sprayed. Um. So okay. So so where did uh where did so we keep calling you Stamp Dog, Stamp Deal, Double. Um, oh, that 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 just came from the that just came from the. <clears throat> That just came from the day, man. I mean, that was just back in the day. That's that stuck. That stuck with me for uh, that's that stuck with me for a while. Back in the wilder days, even before Germany, and then we got to Germany. It just, it just progressed. So, mm-hmm. nope, no, not, that's not what I want to hear, Tyree. I think you know better. I think you know what we're getting at, right? Like, like remember sitting out at the gazebo? There's one time in particular, right? Like we're out there drinking uh, everything under the sun, right? Yes. Stamper, although he is from. Alabama, um, can 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 rhyme pretty decently. Oh yeah, that's why we start calling him Snap Stamp Dog because he because yeah, everybody yeah. was so drunk and it was so crazy. It was like a fucking jackass scene going on. Yeah, it was. That was an well, interesting. That oh man, I remember so much. We okay, so fresh, we had back and forth to the uh, shop at and get us yeah. a beer. Yeah. yeah, and then somebody was barbecuing. Somebody had a, a grocery cart, and we were shoving each other down the pathway. Oh God! Straight up to the wall. Doug Fresh brought that grocery cart full of beer. That's how he made his runs, bro. Full speed. Okay. Yeah. No, no, that's what happened. It was uh, we were like, imagine, <laughs> so imagine if you will, six, if you will. six to eight. Dudes all the way drunk, slamming this go- this basket with somebody in it, full force, full strength, right into a wall. Bam, bam. Yeah. <laughs> People are bouncing off this wall. Over There's more drinking going on over here. Somebody's playing a piano in the background. It's fucking crazy. <laughs> 
Man, I loved it, man. <laughs> good that was a I lot remember, of days. It was, it was good times, though. You know? yeah, I just man, remember, I just awesome. remember I sitting it. around like with like with like these like BS rap battles, right? Like, because none of us could, none of us could do that. Like, I for fucking one cannot rhyme shit on the spot, right? No. Um, but I remember Stamper. You know what I mean? Like giving his best go and just being like, "What? How is he so good at this? His body is chiseled, and so are his words." <laughs> like, get out of here! It wasn't that great. No, yeah, how was it? If you need a minute, out of here. No, no. Let's, I, I do. Tyreek, could you put the phone down for a second? Uh, I would just Stamper, me and you dip up um, out of here. We Damn. need to have a moment, sir, because you are <laughs> literally for any any women we have listening. This is the man you want. Tyree and I are trash in comparison. Speak for yourself. I lost the way. Hey, man, sidetrack McGee. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fall in line. Yeah, yeah, so I listen, listen, listen. I've had. I'm on my. I just, I just cracked open number eight tonight. Okay, so bear Jeez. with me, man. Uh, I'm heartbroken at the fact that this particular recording is about to end. <clears throat> it's not shortly. Um, what you got, then? What you what you want to know? What else you got? No, no, I, we we got so much more to t- go over, man. We still got to talk about, you know. Okay, now we're we're at Brassville Mora. We're, Brassville you know, Mora. the first time you you got contact. That room you walked <laughs> into that was full of explosives that didn't go mm-hmm. wrong. Uh, life after, life after, man. It's a big one, right? Yeah, yeah. We got a whole lot to talk. About. What's what's our t- what's our time frame right now? I mean, right now we're sitting at. Uh, eight minutes left in this show. We would have to uh, either just start a new one, continue, or uh, have another day with Stamper back so we can I, really get into it because we got so much to get into. Yeah, just whatever you whatever y'all want to do. I got the time, so just let me know. We can well, we can continue. <laughs> I say I say let's let's fill up. Uh, you said eight minutes. Let's fill up seven minutes worth of of uh, good times, mm-hmm. and then for those listening, uh, teaser alert. Um, <laughs> let's fucking keep going, dude, and we'll fucking we'll start part two that will be released at a later date. Yes, I will not release it randomly. I promise. You, you man, Tyree, <laughs> I love you to death, brother. You are like. One of my favorite fucking humans on this planet. I want you to know that. Like, I absolutely love you to death. I know, but no, no, there's no, there's no but to it. it it's hilarious. And like, so for people listening, like Tyree and I have been talking about doing this podcast, or not podcast, but like telling these stories for the longest. The podcast came up fairly <coughs> recently in life, and you want you want to know how I know that you are excited about doing this? How's that? <clears throat> Look at the 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 last. 15 seconds of us doing a podcast and how much content we've pushed out. And, and that's because you're excited about doing this. You're exciting. You're excited about putting out these stories, mm-hmm. talking to our, 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 our buddies from back in the day, getting their stories out. Like you are excited about this, man, to the point, like, listen, I don't get excited about a lot of things. I really don't, man. But like, you got me excited about it. You know what I mean? Um, so like, I, I absolutely get it, man. Like I know where you're coming from, man. I, I feel like when I saw when I saw the surprise episode that was posted today, I was like, "Yeah, I get it. that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah." Because yeah. we were supposed to record last night, and then that one pops up today. It's like, "Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, 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 I get it. 
I mean, I see what's going on, man. You know what I mean? I, I got so much shit to go over and explain to folks. And it, it's funny. I was talking to my mom and my aunt on Halloween. And uh, they were saying, you know what? From what you are, are say, talking about during these shows, you know, it's given us more insight about what you were going through while, you know, you were going through all that shit, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's 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 crazy that that is one of those reactions that I got because that wasn't what I was expecting, you know? Like I like we explained, we just wanted to talk to our friends, but now my, my family wants to come on and they actually have a valid idea of, of saying, hey, let's have, talk to some family and, and have them explain and, you know, what they were feeling. Oh, were yeah, oh, that'd, be, that'd be great, man. That that'd would be, be great. Yeah, for sure, man. Because, like, you think about, like, uh, you know, Sabrina, like, you guys got married, you know, um, <clears throat> kind of like that fucking John, uh, uh, Johnny Cash song, you know, Jackson, right? Like, y'all, y'all got married in a hurry, man, like, real quick. You mm-hmm. know, yeah. Relatively, right? Um, oh man, we yeah we we just had to be with one another, man. I mean, yeah. And then you know, I guess you know, by the time we had deployed, y'all had been married. So let's say maybe fourteen, fifteen months, right, right, yeah. right thereabout, and been together uh, for just under two years. Yes, yes, and we had dated on and off before then, but yeah, yeah, yeah. We, uh, and y- and y'all are going on married nineteen years solid next month. Yes, um, unbelievable. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is. But I'm grateful, man, because, I mean, like you said, I mean, you got the family going and the kids are great. And we even homeschool. I mean, we <clears throat> we do things a little differently, you know, um, and she's just been she's just been a blessing in my life because all this basically all the stuff she's had to put up with. And uh, she just never give up on me, man. And I know that's how it is with a lot of wives that yeah. listen to this or. Yeah. You know, some of the guys that have wives like that. And uh, we wouldn't be where we are today, honestly. I can tell you right now, uh, part of it is because of my wife. So, I mean, I give all all the credit I can to her. So Yeah, man. 100%. Lucked you lucked out. I mean, it sounds like it was a real good deal, man. Oh, sure. it is. Hell yeah. And it's still going. So, I'm hoping, I'm hoping we still got plenty of time left. And so. still go and still going well. I, I really do like the the idea that you you were talking about in the very beginning. You know, like every year taking a a vacation, just you and the spouse. You know what I mean? Like, to it needs to, to happen. Yeah. If you mm-hmm. haven't tried it and you're married, you need to try it once a year. Just once a year. Just get away. Mm-hmm. You know, to yourself. Fuck them kids, right? <laughs> 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 they don't need to see New York. Not on your dime. Yeah. Yeah. No, that wouldn't have been a good trip with three kiddos. I'm probably no. Nah. You said the youngest was how old again? I forget. He's eight. Yeah. Oh yeah, that would have been that would have been hectic. <clears throat> oh, it would have been. We already we already knew that when she planned the trip. She just like that would not go well. So yeah. But yeah, man, it's it's wonderful. I don't know what it what else she's got up, planned up you know up her sleeve in years to come. But hopefully, there's many more years and many more uh, adventures. Oh yeah, for sure. Stan, I have one question for you. One very important question for you now. Wait, 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 wait. Before you get to that question, (laughs) I got to cut you off because we are out of time with this tape. We're going to have to start a new one. No, real quick. All right, well, two minutes. Stanford. What's up? SEC, Auburn or Roll Tide? Oh, I'm Roll Tide all the way, baby. Yeah, I'm Roll Tide (laughs) till I die. All right, well, fuck Auburn, (laughs) but you didn't say we pig, so, you know. 
Hey, man, I ain't got nothing against Arkansas. We got y'all in a couple of weeks. So. <laughs> oh, we'll actually be at that game in Tuscaloosa. So, can't wait for oh. that. We're taking the two young boys, the you know, the two boys with us. So, well, shit, I might try to go to that. My, my middle child, man, he is all about some Bama, all about some football. But, yeah, yeah. I ain't got nothing against Auburn. I just uh, – my, no. my friends turned me off on Auburn quick <laughs> when I was young. No. My grandfather no. was a huge Paul Bear Bryant fan. So Auburn, Auburn can burn in hell. <laughs> wow. You said it. You You're said alienating it. Our, our entire fan base. Yeah. All right. Every, so check out okay. So we're going to come back, uh, continue with uh, Mr. Stamper here. Because again, we have Iraq. so much, we got so much to talk about still because we yeah. haven't even touched Iraq. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, if you decide not to continue, which you are an asshole if you don't. Uh, <laughs> just being honest just, just being honest throw it, just throw it out yeah. there yeah. so thank you for listening please like share and subscribe uh, to our show before I forget we have a Facebook page we got all kinds of stuff we're everywhere So yeah. if you, about to be you on are, YouTube about to be on YouTube yeah that's coming so uh, hey man thank you for listening to before I forget and have a good one but continue to the next show if you don't continue the next show, don't have a good one. Yeah. <laughs> have a bad one. All right. Yeah, bye. Yeah. We're just scratching the surface. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.